All right, I got it. You ready? Yo, Kirby's welcome back to another In the News. I am Josh, and this week I have a guest. Erica decided to bail on me. She went up north. She's going through all the parks, spending all the money, all the hard-earned money that she has. She's spending it all to go to Harry Potter World and I, I think maybe Jurassic Park. I don't really know. But anyway, I'm joined by one of my best podcasting buddies, no stranger to the show, Mark, from a podcast on Elm Street and... A podcast on Fury Road. Nice. Double shout out. Dude, I every episode I shout you guys out. Sometimes good, sometimes not so good. I always say something nice because you guys pay for that, right? You guys <laughs> pay for me to be nice. I had I feel like I'm obligated to say something nice. But then I always throw in a little jab, which I'm hoping you bring up, or I can bring it up now and we can just get it out of the way. I like to make fun of your music. My music. Your guys is in the news music. Have you? That's not right. You do. You okay. do. I thought you meant like my taste in music, and I was gonna question that because you like the same kind of music, or mm-hmm. you used to, anyways. I still do. I still dabble. Speaking of which, did I tell you that I was on the same airplane as Aaron from Under Oath? You did. Yeah. I and he didn't fangirl. I really wanted to. I wanted to really badly. I know I already told the story for all the other crewbies that are listening, but you're going to have to deal with it. I really wanted to, dude. Like, I saw him over there, and I'm like, man, I've already met him once. Not that he would remember, but I'm like, is it really worth it to go over there and look like an idiot? Because first off, I didn't really know if it was him. Hmm. So that would have been embarrassing. Yeah. So I was like, eh, maybe I shouldn't, maybe I should. And then I thought better of it. So long story short, I did it. And thankfully, because maybe what if I met him for the second time and I gave him COVID and he died? That would have been awful. See, you would have had a lot of pissed off people. Well, they wouldn't have known it was me, but I would have known. Yeah. But you probably would have like mentioned it on the podcast. That's true. So mm-hmm. I guess now I'm telling her, but I do have COVID. Mark and mm-hmm. I are social distancing. It's okay. We've decided that we are going to be in two separate countries, which we are. God yeah, it doesn't you. happen very often that we're in two separate countries, but... But we did it just for this, just to make sure we're being safe. Mm-hmm. I'm actually on my way down from it, dude. So like my headache is gone. I haven't had a fever. I have a little bit of a sore throat. I sound a little raspy and I've got like some congestion going on, but like the body aches and all that stuff have subsided. So you had that new variant then? Uh, honestly, I'm not sure. It felt exactly like it did when I had it in 2021. I think that was two summers ago I had it. Maybe it was last mm-hmm. year. I don't remember. I had it in the summer, but um, it, not this summer. I think it was last summer. But it was a lot worse then. But it was the sore throat that was a lot worse. This time mm-hmm. it was like a regular sore throat. Like last time it legitimately felt like I was swallowing glass. That's shitty. Yeah, but when I had it, like when I had it, I didn't even really think that I had it. Like I woke up one morning and I was like, felt like I had vertigo. Mm. And then the next day I was fine. It was fucking weird. Wow. And you tested positive for it? Yeah. Twice, I believe. Yeah, that is weird. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I got a five day vacation full pay. So that was cool. Must be nice (laughs) to live in Canada, dude. (laughs) That's all right. I just, I stayed home. I I quarantined at the bed. I still worked, but I'm able to work from home, so it's not a big deal. But um, mm-hmm. I'm also you know more manly than you. 
That's sure. Look at my look at my beard. Yeah, it's coming in nicely. Yes, it is. Yes. It you is. have a red beard. Is it red? No, just for some reason. And I think it's this poster behind me. It makes my face look extremely red. Mm. Yeah, you got an orange poster. Yeah, I usually yeah. fix it before I get on here and I forgot because when I record with HMC, I change the settings. And then when I record with Erica for in the news, I have to manipulate the settings again. Mm. I yeah. see your new screen mask on the shelf. Dude, what do you think of that guy? Huh? That's sick. I love it. I like it a lot. It was the last one the spirit had. Really? And it's the only thing I wanted. We went in there and Abby was like, what are you going to get this year? Because I usually always get a mask. And I was like, all I want is the mask from the new Scream movie. And Mm -hmm. luckily they had one. That was it. You went at the right time. I guess. I bet you after I left, they brought a whole bunch more out of the back. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Put them back on the shelf. (laughs) We're supposed to be going to one soon too. Hopefully not this weekend, but next weekend. They have a lot of cool stuff. This year, it's heavy on like Texas Chainsaw stuff. I'm assuming because of the game. Yeah. But but it's the game. The game's not even really that popular, I don't think. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I guess for horror people, it probably is. Yeah, that's true. But they had like a huge Leatherface, um, like animatronic. It's a different one than the one they had at Lowe's. And then they had the the mask from the first one. Mm. And then they had the uh, well, I guess they're technically they're both from the first. He has two masks in the first movie, right? Doesn't he have the one where yeah. makeup on it? Yes. And then he's got just like the raggedy one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the they're both from that, and I bet they're the ones that are in the video game, if I had to guess. Yeah, probably. But they were pretty cool because they're not like fully like my Leatherface mask is like you completely pull it over like in the remake. Yeah. These like tied around the back, kind of like how uh, the actual one is. Like straps, yeah, and they were eighty fucking dollars, dude. Jesus, yeah. I mean, I dropped sixty for the new Michael Myers mask, but that's Michael Myers. It's not Leatherface. Leatherface does not need to be at the same price point as Michael Myers. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Disagree? No, no, I don't disagree because I guess Michael Myers is more iconic. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, I would put Leatherface up there. But over Michael? I wouldn't say over. I said At, like on par. On par. So you feel that they have the same value. They have the same equity. To me. Uh-huh. To me. Like if someone said, here's a Michael Myers mask, here's a Leatherface mask, they're both $80, you have to buy one. I'm probably buying the Leatherface one. Really? Yeah. It's interesting. Hmm. I just don't disagree. I I mean, I just don't agree with what you're saying. I think it honestly, it's frustrating me a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What if Rob Zombie made a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie? A house of a thousand corpses. Okay. <laughs> I guess he's already made one. <laughs> <laughs> How funny would it be if they like do all this marketing and promotion and they're like Rob Zombie's new movie. He's redoing Texas Chainsaw Massacre and everybody goes to the theaters and it's just like another house of a thousand corpses. <laughs> they yeah. could probably get away with it though. Uh, honestly, I feel like he was probably better suited to do Texas Chainsaw than Halloween. 
Don't get yeah. me wrong. I love his Halloween movies. Everybody knows how I feel about Rob Zombie's mm-hmm. Halloween movies. But I do too. His style is really more in the vein of Texas Chainsaw. Absolutely. He probably would have gotten better reception if he did a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Yeah, I agree. The only problem is people would still compare it to House of a Thousand Corpses because it, that would have came out first, right? That's true. Yeah. Uh, did you watch his interview on Howie Mandel's podcast? It was a while ago now, but... No, I didn't. You should watch. It's really good. He actually goes into detail about how he had to work with the Weinsteins and that whole process and how just terrible it was. Okay. But it's it's really good because I think a lot of people don't understand how like articulate he is and mm-hmm. as a communicator they just see like the movies or the music or the music videos or whatever mm-hmm. and like it's, it's interesting to hear him actually talk like through the process of what a shit show that movie was to make i'll have to look it up i've never listened to any of howie mandel's podcast so um i've listened to that one and one other one i can't remember what the other one was but um i'm not a huge fan of his. i think he's very he's a very awkward guy and he mm-hmm. like really bad about interrupting people oh he's one of those yeah but so he, he's like another neil degrasse tyson uh not that bad <laughs> every time he's on rogan i just want to fucking throw my phone i stopped listening because it was so frustrating my mm-hmm. favorite is when you're watching it and he interrupts joe and joe just like looks over at jamie like <laughs> what, what are we supposed to be doing here guy yeah but He's just too smart for his own good, I think. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the mass conversation is a great segue because there is a ton of Halloween news going on right now. And there I is. text you and I said, we were given a gift this week. Because Sometimes Erica and I get on here and we have to make um, we have to make a lot out of not very much to work with. But we have been given a gift because this is all over the Internet um, they're obviously shopping the new Halloween franchise and I kind of thought I already knew this or somebody had already said this, but it sounds like they're going to turn it into a series. Yeah. Yeah. So right now it sounds like Miramax owns the rights to the movie portion of it. And a 24 is trying to get the rights to the TV series portion of it, or, or to some degree, they're going to team up, I guess it was a 24. I thought it was A24 and Miramax that were fighting to get it. You know what? The right. Right. Somebody else has the Trankus. Trankus is the sole owner of the franchise yeah. television rights. So Miramax co-owns the rights as well. So I don't know how, I don't know why A24 is even in the picture, but I'm guessing that I heard this morning that people were pretty sure A24 was going to end up with it. I knew A24 was going to be in the mix because I don't know. They're, they have their hands in everything, but I don't know if I want A24 to even touch it. Well, you know, they have the rights to the new Crystal Lake series. Yeah. And I mean, that's cool, but I don't know. I don't want them to like mesh the two together. You know what I mean? Like if they're already making Crystal Lake, I don't want them to take influence from that and put it into the Halloween series. Do you think that they would have separate people, separate uh, writers, directors working on the two different ones and they would keep them separate? Or do you think they would overlap? I could see them overlapping. Because, I mean, they're two very similar, not similar stories, but like 
similar backgrounds in terms of what they are to the horror community. So they're going to want to keep them. Like if Crystal Lake is successful with a specific set of writers or directors or anything like that, you would think that they would want to maybe utilize them for this one too. That's true. I could see that. What are your thoughts on it being a series versus getting a whole new set of movies? I don't know, man. Like we talked about this after the the whole Blumhouse trilogy. Like that trilogy got shit on more than it needed to, but at the same time, like how much more can you do with this franchise? So like a TV show is just going to be I don't know, like I don't know if it's a good enough storyline to have a TV show. Do you think they would stick with the sto- this same storyline or do you think they would start completely from scratch? I think they might be wary on that because look what Rob Zombie did. And oh, he got shit right? on, man. Right. By changing the story in the background and giving Michael Myers an actual like identity, he got shit on hard. So I think if they try and do that with the TV show, it's probably not going to be very well received. Yeah. People want Michael Myers to just be like this mindless entity that's just hell bent on killing people. They don't want him to have like a personality. Right. Which I mean, that's what we got with Rob's versions, right? He gave mm-hmm. him backstory. He gave him motive. He gave him that whole yeah. mental illness, which we have beaten that horse with a that dead horse with a stick on probably how many hours have we talked about that movie? <laughs> a lot. Probably 20. Because you and I are on the same page. We both love his movies. Right. Right. And I I enjoyed that they that he gave Michael Myers a personality and a backstory and added in the mental health stuff. As, as do I. I think it was needed and I think it was a good shift. We both have, and we've talked about this at length, it probably came 10 years too soon. Yeah. 2017, 2018, even 2020, if that movie had been released, I think it would have been mm-hmm. received completely different than it was in 2006 or 2007 or whenever it came out. But yeah. I don't, I don't see them going that route. I, and correct me, dude, if you think I'm way out in left field, tell me you usually do, but I could see them focusing. If they're going to play the long game, which I think that they could do because Halloween is such a popular uh, name or such a popular mm-hmm. uh, entity, right? That I think they could play the long game. They could start out, the first season and it just be Loomis. Like we've never mm. really gotten any backstory on Loomis. So who's the That's same? True. It, season one, you don't even mention Michael Myers in the first season. Maybe mm. Michael doesn't get introduced until the last episode of season one. That's a good idea. Or who's to say, what if dude? And okay, I'm jumping all over the place now. Okay. So season one, last episode, they introduce Michael. Then you get maybe season two is, some sort of reiteration of the first Halloween movie. Hmm. And let's say at the end of season two, maybe he kills Lori. Maybe Lori doesn't even make it out of, because I honest to God don't want another Lori Strode series. Mm -hmm. What happens if Michael actually kills, let's say that the brother sister thing doesn't exist. It never, that's not even the purpose of the story. He kills Lori in that group, and then we get to see what happens after that. So let's say he actually accomplished his goal of killing Lori. 
what happens to Michael after that? I think that would be interesting. Mm -hmm. I think another thing we need to take into account too, is that Carpenter originally wanted Halloween to be an anthology. Mm. So do they go that route? An anthology in terms of you completely take Michael out of it and you get like season of the witch type stuff or what do you, what would your angle be? I mean, possibly, I mean, because like we have a lot of like if you think of like trick or treat or like um Halloween three and shit like that, the obviously the Halloween season is perfect for an anthology. So like maybe yeah, they do have Michael in it, but like maybe he's only like a small segment of it. It could be one of the stories. Mm-hmm. Like how art the clown started off in All Hallows Eve do something like that i think they could take the idea and i know people are going to get upset with me saying this but they could take the idea of what halloween ends kind of introduced that haddonfield is this entity Mm -hmm. where bad shit is just pulled to it Mm -hmm. and i think they could take that and turn that i just don't know what the longevity of that would be right like i think they could get away with one season of that but i think it would Mm -hmm. turn into like a um um what is it Black Mirror or something like that, where every episode is different. I think they're going to run out of material. That's that's yeah. interesting to us. But you could also do like an American Horror Story type thing, where each season is something. Mm, I would dig that. Like maybe yeah, because like the first season could be Loomis, right? You can mm-hmm. centralize it around Loomis, and then the second season could be again. I would would I find it very interesting if like, what if Michael did kill Lori? And we got to see what happened after that. Like, what, what, what would he have turned into, or what would that story have looked like? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing them build on the Jamie Lloyd story from Halloween Four. Yeah, rid of Halloween Six, and honestly, maybe even Halloween Five. And let's see where the Jamie Lloyd story goes after she kills her, or after she attacks her mm-hmm. foster mother. Yeah, yeah, that could be. Cause they almost set that up for her to be like the next Michael. I agree. We just did those uh, movies for, in fact, it's not even out yet. It's a spoiler alert. That's what's going to come out in October. (laughs) (laughs) But at the end of Halloween four, I was like, man, what a missed opportunity to have had gotten rid, which I I know every, so they they had Halloween, Halloween two. Then they do season of the wish and everybody's all pissed off because they wrote Michael Myers out of the Halloween franchise. So they bring him back Mm -hmm. at four so I can see why they wouldn't want to immediately kill him off again and then go another route. But man, what a missed opportunity to have taken her and ran with her becoming the new Michael. Yeah. Cause it was basically the whole story right there came full circle. Mm-hmm. Well, and they tried to do the same thing in uh Halloween ends too, right? Yes. That honestly, and here I know we're going down a rabbit hole again, but like the whole we always do. ends thing that movie is not a bad movie by any means. And I know people don't like it and they're upset with what happened, but I venture to guess if they had introduced that Corey Cunningham character in Mm -hmm. Halloween, 2018, instead of not introducing him until right at the beginning of ends. Yeah. People would have a a drastically different opinion on that movie. Yeah. I can agree with that. I'm thinking too, like, if we did do the whole anthology kind of thing, like we could have a whole season on um, 
like the silver the silver shamrock mm-hmm. from season of the witch yeah i mean i don't see why i don't see why not i don't hate that movie i think it's a good movie if you take it out of the halloween universe it's a good movie that's exactly what i was getting ready to say the problem i have with it is that it's lumped in with halloween and it's not really a halloween movie like as a standalone movie it's a very interesting movie. Now, has it aged well? In my opinion, not really. I know a no. lot of people have come around on it, but for me, it's still not in the same realm as the Halloween movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I just watched that movie for the first time last year because I had always, I don't want to say boycotted it, but it just never had any interest to me because it was like, I don't know, it's a Halloween movie that doesn't have Michael Myers. Like, why do I even want to watch it? Right, but yeah, so I did like a full franchise watch last year of of Halloween, and I really enjoyed that movie. I didn't. Here's the thing: I'm going to sound like one of those stupid fans that's just being a, a dick to be a dick, but like I don't. I've never really loved it. I've watched it a handful of times. I think the honestly, I think I watched it for the first time a couple years ago. Abby and I watched it, and we were just like, "Man, how disappointing!" But I also think I was watching it through the lens of it being a Halloween movie. Yeah. And it's really not. And I feel like when you take it out of the scope of the Halloween universe and put it on by itself, it is a very interesting storyline. And I think it probably, I would probably like it more had it not been lumped in there. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, had it not been lumped in there, I don't even know if I would have ever watched it or if if anybody would have ever seen it because who knows? That's true. But yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't hate the anthology idea. I think that we have a lot of, and we, we get the VHS movies now. You've got Trick or Treat, mm-hmm. American Horror Story has made a career out of it. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. If you got to pick what the Halloween TV series was about, what would what would make you one hundred percent tune in, or are you going to tune in anyway just because it's Halloween? I'm going to tune in regardless and just see what it's all about. And same with the crystal Lake. I like, I'm very intrigued by that because I think that has a lot of potential to be very good. Mm. And I, I think both of these have potential to be better than Chucky, which I feel like you maybe agree with. Um, they will be more for me. Like they're more geared toward me than Chucky is. Um, Mm -hmm. Eric and I have talked about this at length. Like that first season of Chucky, I think is terrible. I know everybody Mm -hmm. loved it and it got Chucky like back on the map and revitalized that, that franchise in the public eye. Mm -hmm. But I've just started watching season two this week because I'm stuck in a room by myself. Yeah. And season two so far has been leaps and bounds better than season one. Yeah. Have you watched season one? I've watched season one, but I haven't watched season two. Okay. I think the problem for me with season one is it's heavily geared toward a younger generation, right? Yeah. Not, it's not geared toward um, our generation. It's geared more probably two generations below us, mm-hmm. which means we're getting old now, just so you yep. know. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> but there's that. It's geared toward the, 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 they, the dialogue, the writing is all around people of that age, right? Like mm-hmm. my nieces' ages that talk that way, and like mm-hmm. I don't understand half the shit they say when they come over. And you mix that with the fact that they did use kid actors, which is cool. These aren't like thirty-year-old people playing high schoolers; they're actual people that could probably be mm-hmm. high schoolers. 
Um, and some of the acting wasn't that great in the first season, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. So I just that and the fact that I underestimated how much Chucky franchise knowledge you need to have before you watch that first season. Yeah. Cause I didn't have it. So a lot of the times, like what was like, how is Chucky in Nika's body and in this doll, but then he has the ability to be in multiple dolls and this girl's body. Like I had to go research all that. And like, cause mm-hmm. I didn't watch the cult of Chucky. So I didn't realize he figured out in that movie, how to like mirror himself in other objects. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, this makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause in the original ones, it was, uh, Charles Lee Ray in yes. Chucky and that's it. Right. And Chucky, the whole premise of the movies is Chucky trying to get into Andy's body so he can have a human body again. Right. So, yeah, I guess if you don't have that knowledge of cult, then yeah, it would be confusing. And then I think the last one I had even seen was um, bride of Chucky. So I knew mm-hmm. again, I don't really like Jennifer Tilly. If I'm being honest, um, I find her very obnoxious. Mm-hmm. So she's like sprinkled all over that. So then Abby and I both were trying to figure out like, okay, well we know that she was in bride of Chucky and that Chucky's bride takes her body. Right. Mm-hmm. But then it's just like, we were, we were all over the place. So again, I think it was a mix. It was a combination of things, right? Like I wasn't, fully prepared in the Chucky universe knowledge to even start that season. Mm-hmm. But then again, I wonder how many people were. Yeah. I mean, if it's tailored towards a younger generation, I don't think anybody really is. And maybe that's why they were a little more, uh, okay with changing the story a little bit because the, the I don't know, like the, the target audience is, maybe people who aren't as well versed in it as, as like the, I don't know, people our age. Yeah. Well, I was clearly not. Cause I was <laughs> lost. Dude. So finally I, I, Abby ended up, she stopped watching it. I ended up finishing it. Mm. And at the end of it, I was like, Oh my goodness. Like I just kind of finish it because I started it. Mm-hmm. Then again, I've had, dude, I've watched so much TV this week. It's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I don't know how people do this regularly. Like mm-hmm. it's insane. But so I was like, all right, I'm going to start season two. And I re- I really like this season. It's not as all over the place as the first one. Um, so I don't know. I'm going to finish it and see the new one's coming out in October, right? The new season. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's soon. Mm. So maybe I'm all, maybe I'll be all in on Chucky. Mm. Maybe not. So you still not watched any of the, child's play movies after bride um here's the funny thing i've seen the first one okay i've seen bride of chucky and that's that's the only movies i've seen really yeah dude child's play 2 is the best in the franchise the best in the franchise yeah uh, dude i bought the whole box i have the i'm looking at it i have the box set over there of all the movies i just haven't watched them you you gotta watch the second one at least. I now I want to watch all of them. So I think I might go on a Chucky binge. Maybe this it's a Halloween. It, it's a fun franchise, man. Like like the first three were solid. Like the second and first one for sure, and then three was like a little shitty, but it was still good. But then it like goes off the rails from Bride of Chucky on. Okay, 
And it's, I don't know, it's just a really fun franchise. And even the remake, I enjoy the remake. That has uh, Luke Skywalker, right? Yeah. yeah. I've seen that one, but it doesn't have anything to do with the other ones, correct? It's just like a no, reboot? it's a reboot, yeah. Okay. Because he's like an animatronic doll in that one, right? Mm-hmm. Like a computer yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah, like I have an AI. That one. And... Bride of Chucky, I saw when it came out because that came out in like the early 2000s or, or yeah. late 90s, right? In the Scream, it was right around the Scream era, wasn't it? It was early 2000s, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I need to go back and watch them all. I did really enjoy the first one, though, when I watched it. Mm-hmm. It's good. But yeah, that season, dude, I don't know. But anyway, I'm in mid midway through season two. I'll let you guys know. I really have came around on it. But again, I think I set myself up for failure with the first season. So I don't know mm-hmm. that I'd be the person to listen to about the first season. Maybe I, I I'm not going to do this, but if I were a fair man, Mark, I would go back and watch it again. I do remember you shitting on it pretty hard. I was, I was very negative about it. You were like passionately negative. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't I passionate when I'm positive and negative though? Like I'm, I'm pretty concerned, yeah, right? That's true. All right. I, mean, I, don't want, I don't want people to think I'm picking on Chucky over here. <laughs> Can you imagine? People would be all upset with me. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, dude, I don't know. I'm all in on this Halloween stuff. I am going to watch it regardless. It'll be interesting to see who gets it. I don't know that I have a preference. To me, it sounds like A24 is probably going to end up with it. Um, yeah, likely. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do. I wouldn't mind another set. I'm of the mindset that they could make Halloween movies forever and I will watch them and enjoy them. And I went way too hard on Halloween kills when it first came out. Probably the only movie I've ever felt bad about doing that too, but it was a unique set of circumstances. Like I didn't get to watch it in theaters. I had to watch it here. Um, we were in the middle of this whole pandemic thing and there was a lot going on. So I, every time I watch that movie, I like it more and I have watched it more times since it's came out and I like it a little more every time. Is it a perfect movie? No, but mm. I probably went way too hard on that movie too. Yeah. I didn't hate it. I, did. <laughs> I know you did. Speaking of movie theaters and whatnot, in your last in the news episode with Erica, you'd mentioned about how you're enjoying going back to the theaters and you made mention of how you went through a period of time where you didn't like going to the movies and you'd rather sit at home. And you and I had a very lengthy discussion on the benefits of going to the movie theaters versus watching it at home. And you, again, were very passionate about how you would much prefer sitting at home on your own couch watching movies. And then I'm listening to this episode and you're like, I fucking love going to the movies and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, this motherfucker. Uh, You're like, who is this guy? (laughs) Uh, Dude, I'm a new person, Mark. I guess so. That is actually very true. I have had a change of heart on that too. I don't know what it was, man. There was just this period of time where I was like perfectly fine watching it at home. I didn't care. Mm -hmm. It was fine. Yeah. 
And I mean, for me now, like this past year, because I have a fucking starting lineup for kids at home now. So pretty much every new movie I've had to watch at home and it's been fine. But I mean, like movies like talk to me, that would have been amazing in the theater. Uh, Scream six. I think I went to see Yeah. I went to theaters for Scream by yourself. Didn't you? Yeah, I did go by myself. That's did I for that one? I think so. Five or six, you went by yourself. It was six, I think. So that was in theaters, and that was fine. But like, yeah, I'm trying to think of some other horror movies that would have been really good in theaters. Did you see The Nun too? No, I haven't watched that yet. It's good. It, it's definitely a theater movie. Yeah. See, that's another one that I'm going to just watch at home. But you know, I, mean, I don't. You know, I wonder if. You make a good point, though, because you have young kids, but you've mm-hmm. always had young kids, right? Like you just keep having them because you're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but a, a few years ago, my kids would have been obviously younger. So how I don't even remember when we had that. I believe you that we had that conversation. And I believe you that I was aggressive because I have mm. a personality of being aggressive. <laughs> um, but I wonder if it's because my kids are older now and I'm just more comfortable with them going places to like, sitters or it's it's like easier for us to go to the movies now and before it was a real task yeah that's true um so i wonder if that has anything to do with it but i do believe that it was because two things one they told me i couldn't do it anymore and i don't like Mm -hmm. when people tell me i can't do things so hang on i got an ad popping up so i'm gonna start glitch dancing here in a minute so i don't like it when people tell me i can't do things and second i've realized how distracted I get when I watch movies at home versus mm-hmm. being at the theater. No, I have my phone to see if the kids need something. But other than that, like I'm tuned into the movie. I really yeah. think it makes me enjoy movies more and I get more out of them. That's very true because yeah, I'm the same way. Like if I'm at home, if my phone is anywhere within reach, chances are I'm picking it up like at least 10 times during the movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be like that, but it's just, I don't know what the, well, it's the generation that we're in, right? Right. Our phone always has to be in our hand kind of thing. So yeah, going to the movie theater, it's just like, it's nice to just kind of tune out from the outside world and just enjoy what's in front of you. It really is. And I don't think I ever really appreciated it until recently, probably last year, I would say. Mm. Yeah. But we also had a bunch of, really good movies in my opinion the last two years we've had a bunch of really good horror movies mm. I, I feel like horror and eric and i talked about this in the last episode because there was an article that popped up about it it was horror movies being juggernauts at the box office mm-hmm. but i feel like there's just been a lot of movies i really wanted to see and i think when you're consistently going and spending the money to go because it's not cheap to go to the movies no it's not especially if you live in miami where erica lives because uh it's like five billion dollars to get a ticket down there <laughs> It's like 20 some dollars for a movie ticket down there, dude. Just for a ticket? Yes. Holy shit. Yeah, and they're they're shitty theaters. Anyway, um <laughs> but anyway, you invest all the money, the time you got to drop the kids off to have, you know, somebody watch them. It's it's like it's a it's an investment, right? For us mm-hmm. to go to the movies, and I've just consistently seen good movies. Like I haven't I can't think of the last movie I went to the movie theater and saw that I wasn't happy with. Hmm. Yeah. So I, I think that also helps. Do you think like well obviously like the movie movie theater experience 
amplifies the movie itself. So like you said, you haven't gone to the theater and had like a, a disappointing time or something like that. Do you think that's because it was in the theater where everything was amplified or do you think the same movie at home, you would have the same effect? See, that's what I'm torn about. I don't know because I, I'm not able to experience it. The only thing I can I can really use as a comparison would be that I haven't went to the movies and saw a movie and was like, oh, this movie was great or I really like this movie and then came home and watched it again and was like, oh, that movie sucks. You know what I mean? Mm. Whereas I have seen movies before in theater and didn't enjoy it and then I watched it at home some other time and I enjoyed mm. it. Right. Yeah. I, I don't have, I'm trying to find all my movie tickets I buy because I buy them all online and see if I can find all the last movies I went to. But I can't think of a movie that I came home and was like, yeah, it wasn't that good. Or even the one that I, because usually I bounced everything off you guys. Like, I can't think of one where I've texted you guys like, hey, man, this movie blows. That you've gone to see. Yes. Because <laughs> you've watched some shitty ones this week. Well, yeah. Right. Like at home. <laughs> yeah. At home. Yes. But like, and that's the difference too, because like at home, like when you go to the movie theater, you're spending like anywhere from I don't know, let's say like fifteen to forty dollars if you get food and shit. Right. So you're being picky about what movie you go and see. Mm-hmm. If you're at home, you have streaming services. You don't give a fuck if it's a one star movie or a five star movie. All it is is a click of a button. That's true. And you can shut it off, and you haven't wasted any money. Well, see, and Eric and I were talking about that too, because I will turn, if I'm like not invested in a movie, I'll shut the, I'll shut it off. Like, I don't care. Like, it's like, I'm not going to sit here. I've spent 35 minutes watching this movie. It's, there's another hour and a half left. I'm not going to mm-hmm. sit an hour and a half, watch something I don't care about versus, but again, is that because I'm playing on my phone and I miss something or mm-hmm. is that I just happened to pick this movie because it was the first thing that showed up on Netflix? Like, yeah, I feel like it's it's almost incomparable. I think because, yeah. like you said, I'm going to see Insidious Five, The Nun Two, Talk to Me, Boogeyman, uh, Evil Dead, Scream Six. Like mm-hmm. these are all movies that I want to see, versus something that I picked because it showed up on Peacock or HBO Max or something, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't. I don't. Really, I don't really know how to compare it and be fair. <laughs> Other than that, I haven't went to the movies and saw a movie that I was like, man, this movie's great. And then I came home and watched it again. And I was like, okay, that wasn't as good as I thought it was. So Mm -hmm. I I can't say that the theater enhanced my, it does enhance your experience, but I don't think that it made me like that movie. Right. Okay. I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But there's been movies that I've streamed and I was like, I don't even think the theater can help this movie. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> Which is probably why it didn't go to theaters. Mm-hmm. Like Children of the Corn. That was, dude. <laughs> the movie oh is terrible. That, we can segue right into that turd because you guys all, I think Jess said it sucked. You yeah. said it sucked. Did Brooke say it was terrible? Or no, I don't think Brooke, Brooke hasn't seen it. Erica, I think, said it was terrible. Somebody said it was yeah. terrible. I didn't realize just how <laughs> terrible it could be because Mark, I'm like, even this new, which has me terrified now because of this new pet cemetery that's coming out on Hulu. Mm-hmm. 
I was like all in on it. I'm like talking shit to Erica. I'm like, this is going to be great. It's going to be good. I'm telling you, I like the remake. This one's going to be good. They're going to do it justice. And then I go and I get on Shutter and I watch the new Children of the Corn movie. Who thought this was a good idea? I don't know, man. At the end of that movie, I don't know if we want to spoil it or not, but go the ahead, end, go ahead. at the end of that movie, when we find out that it's a fucking corn monster, mm. that was the dumbest fucking writing I think I've ever seen. I couldn't believe that they did that. Mm-hmm. I was shocked. Yeah. Like, I even thought it had potential. Like, I was like, it okay. could have. Like, why not just center it around that little girl and she's the new... I forget the guy, the kid's name from the first movie. He's got like a real hillbilly name, doesn't he? Uh, I know there's Jebediah or... That would probably be it. He was the tall guy, I think. No. The one that wears the hat? Yeah, what was the fuck was his name? Uh, e, uh, what's up with the E? I keep wanting to say Damien, but that's Omen. Equally as bad. Uh, Let's see. The original children of the corn. Let's see. 1984. Isaac. Isaac. Malachi was the big tall guy. Malachi. Yeah, Isaac. Played by Courtney Gaines. I love how I said hillbilly name and you immediately go to Jebediah. (laughs) I mean, it fits, does it not? I thought that was his name and everything. Yeah, Isaac. So... Yeah, I do. I don't know what they were doing with this movie. Like, and then I was like, you know what? Maybe they're not even going to have anything. This has nothing to do with being possessed by the corn or anything. That that little girl's just mad that those. And correct me if I'm wrong, but that little girl came from that town, right? Was she from that town originally? And all those people, those parents had killed those other kids. I think so, yeah, because it was like it was an orphanage or something. Or does she come from a different town? I think she's from that town. Because she said, "I'm at one point." She's like, "I'm doing this because of all my friends that you killed." It's like names all their Mm -hmm. names off. Yeah. So I'm like, these parents are uh, these parents are horrible throughout the whole movie, anyway. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why not just have that be like a redemption story, and then make the children actually, even though they're doing these terrible things, they're actually kind of like vigilantes. Mm-hmm. And like have it be like a kid cult or something. Yeah. Like a justified, not a justified cult, but like a <laughs> justified cult. But no, they're like, well, you know what? I got a better idea. We're going to do this terribly CGI corn monster. <laughs> I, that was awful. I couldn't believe it. Like I thought mm-hmm. I, it was, I was like, there's no way. Like, even, like, 20 minutes before it's revealed, there's that weird scene where she's in the corn and, like, the little corn stalk thing touches her face. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no way is this foreshadowing that there's about to be a corn monster. Yeah. But there is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, they went there. I didn't realize how bad it was going to be. I mean, you had three people tell you that it was awful. I know. I just, and I should have known because Shudder, in my opinion, I know you, I think you're a fan of Shudder, right? You're, you're a pretty big fan of it. I go through phases with Shudder. Okay. So sometimes I think it's great. And then like right now it's in a kind of a lull. It hasn't really had 
many good things on it. Like new stuff that they've put on. Yeah. I'm in your, and you, I'm, I'm calling you out here on the spot. Cause again, there's no outline, but what is the last good shutter movie you can remember? I actually just watched, uh, I'm going to butcher, but Hoy Sarah, the bone woman. Mm, never heard of it. It was pretty good. Erica really yeah. enjoys it. It was pretty good or it was good. I, I think I gave it three and a half on letterbox. All right. So I, I enjoyed it. Erica enjoyed it. Um, pretty sure two chicks did an episode on it. Uh, I know Ben from Extreme Horror Replay. He hated it. So, but, um, what else have I watched recently that's been on there? Do you want Shutter originals only, or just like movies that are on Shutter? Um, well, I mean, yeah, I saw Shutter, a movie that is produced by Shutter. That is good. So yeah, that one. You guys I had one last year. You guys really liked that. I didn't like. I watched it after I got my vasectomy. It's uh, where the gal she's there in Europe, I think, and the neighbors watching her from across the street. What's the name of that movie? It's got a blonde oh, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What movie was that? Is it Awake or Wait? Uh, um, Watcher. Yeah, Watcher. <clears throat> I like that one. Was that a Shutter original? I think so. Okay. Well, a lot of you guys, I didn't like it, but a lot of you guys did. So I guess that would be mm-hmm. the last one I could think of. But yeah. I, I just feel like it gets this rap of being like, oh, hey, this is for horror lovers. And it's, you know, just a horror platform. And I'm like, there's probably five better movies on Hulu or or Peacock than what Shutter has. Yeah, but I mean, the difference with them is that they have other stuff on there, whereas Shutter is strictly horror, right? Yeah, but it's still, not only do you get other stuff, you also get better horror movies. Yeah. I don't know why I'm just sitting here shitting on Shudder right now. I just, it just happened. You know why? Because Children of the Corn, that's why. That's why, yeah. But I feel like, like Shudder is like the indie movie compared to like the HBO Max and the Hulu and the Paramount. And like, that's Hollywood. Whereas to me, Shutter is like an indie film. I agree with it in principle or in theory. I agree with it in theory. However, in practice, I feel like they just get all the shit nobody else wants. So it's easy to be considered mm-hmm. the indie version of streaming when you're getting the shit nobody else wants. That's, yeah, I guess that's fair. In my opinion. Yeah. Which is kind of weird because it's like owned owned by AMC, I think, because they're like one in the same now. Yeah. But I feel like AMC is strictly floating by on Walking Dead stuff. Like if it weren't for the Walking yeah. Dead, what does AMC really have left? Yeah. Cause how much? Wasn't that Breaking Bad was AMC, right? But it's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mad Men, I think, was AMC, but it's over. Well, I guess better call Saul. That would be AMC, wouldn't it be? It would. Is it still on? I think it just finished. Okay. Like last year. And then Walking Dead. That's pretty much yeah. keeping them afloat, really. Yeah. Yeah, because like AMC was a juggernaut for a while. I agree. Yeah, it really was. Because I think Cause, around that same time period, you had all those at one point. Yeah, I was like, just going to say that. Like you had Breaking Bad, um, Walking Dead, Mad Men. Yeah, they were all on like a, a Venn diagram, I guess. 
which they got so lucky with The Walking Dead because I think everybody passed on that and AMC gave them like six episodes. They're like, we'll give you six episodes and we'll see what happens. And that thing Mm -hmm. just blew up. Yeah. Because it was was new. Like zombie movies were huge, but we never had a zombie TV show. Right. I'm Uh, trying to think. Was that around? Was that after? Because there for a while, the zombie movies were like booming. Because you had like the um, Dawn of the Dead remake. You had Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the 28 Weeks Later, 28 Days Later, whatever. Yeah, because that was all early 2000s. So The Walking Dead came out in 2010. So that would be after the big boom. So it was like right after. So it was almost like it revitalized the zombie era right because like you it, it was pretty much over with mm-hmm. yeah because dawn of the dead was 2004 shawn of the dead was also 2004 uh 28 days later was 2002 but then 28 weeks later would have been like probably 2004 mm. 2007 so yeah i was right on the tail end of it then yeah i wonder if that's like, why everybody passed on it maybe and you had World War Z. When did that come out? That was 2013. But do you think that was because of The Walking Dead? Probably. But I mean, that was a book too, right? So maybe yeah. they were kind of riding the coattails. Did you ever watch Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse? I never did. Oh, man, that's a good one. Is it good? It's funny. Is it like Josh funny or is there going to be like, I'm going to watch it and like, this is dumb? I don't, I think it's funny. I think it, I think it's worth watching. <laughs> it's about a fucking. It's a bunch of kids fighting off zombies. I don't know. It's funny. Sounds funny to me. Yeah. All right. Did so you ever I'm, watch? Well, uh, what? Sorry. I was I was just repeating the name of it, so I remembered it. Go ahead. What did, did I watch? What? Uh, Little Monsters is that what it's called? No. With Howie Mandel. No, I knew you were gonna fucking say that. What was that called? Little. Little Evil. Remember that one? Yeah. Little the fuck was that movie called not little monsters it is little monsters yeah lupita nyongo she's no, in it no i don't know that one that is was it- a good one too uh that was 2019 i'll have to check it out little monsters not howie mandel's little monsters no no right, yeah it has lupita uh josh gad is in it i am like hit or miss on josh Gad. i like him as olaf but dude other than that i don't really i don't really like the guy I'm not a huge fan of him either, but I think you I, do. I think he's your favorite actor. Yeah, he's definitely at least top three. Well, there you go. I knew I it. can name three movies that he's been in. Name them right now. Well, that one, Little Monsters, Frozen, because you just said Olaf. And wasn't he in say Frozen 2 or I'm hanging up? <laughs> wasn't he in Hot Tub Time Machine? Uh probably. Dude, I love that movie, by the way. Or what? No, what was the other one that he was in? He was in a stupid one. I don't know. I got some very exciting news, though. Are you ready? Yes, let's hear it. Are you sure you're ready? I don't know. Samara Weaving horror movie, Asriel, picked up by Republic Pictures. Ooh. Dude, she's looking good. But, she's doing a great job. Is that a plot? Samara Weaving. Of course there's a plot. Are you ready? Yep. Azrael set in a world in which no one speaks and centers on a devout female-led community that hunts down a young woman, the self-titled character, played by Samara Weaving, who has escaped her imprisonment. 
recaptured by its ruthless leaders, Azrael is to be sacrificed to pacify an ancient evil that resides deep within the surrounding wilderness. But she will stop at nothing to ensure her own freedom and survival. Hmm. So it's going to be like ready or not, but in the forest. Dude, you know what's funny that you say that? Is, so listen to this. The high concept feature comes with a strong horror pedigree and is top lined by Samara Weaving, a star mm-hmm. of the genre thanks to Ready or Not and the Babysitter movies, and was directed by E.I. Katz, a rising name who directed episodes of Haunting a Bly Manor and Channel Zero, and it was written by Simon Barrett, the scribe behind fan favorites, The Guest, and You're Next. Hmm. So it sounds like we're going to get an ass kicking final girl that doesn't talk. She's going to scream. She has to scream. Maybe that'll be the only, like the only, what if this whole movie, the only sound you get is her screaming. That'd be cool. With her goat scream. Yeah. Speaking of like silent movies, did you watch No One Will Save You yet? Ah, I'm glad you brought that up because that was next on my list on my page here to open up because uh, yeah, I tried, tried. You tried? Oh fuck! Here we go. I just could. I just could not get into it at all. It was like so. The girl in it, her name is uh, Caitlin uh, Redder. Caitlin Decker. Decker. Caitlin Decker. Is that right? Dever. 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 So she yeah. was in uh, the show Justified, which I'm a huge fan mm-hmm. of. The show Justified. Um, I wanted to like this movie so much because you said it was good. Erica said it was good. You know I'm not a sci-fi aliens guy whatsoever. That's true. And so it immediately jumps into the story of this girl who's we don't know what happened. She's for some reason the town has deemed her an outcast. She's making some weird shit in her house and selling it online, I guess. But then these like aliens come down. So I get no backstory on this girl. Nobody really talks throughout the entire freaking movie. And then you get these goofy looking aliens that look like they're from like the county fair. I'm like, what is going on with these aliens, dude? I just oh. could not get into it at all. How far into it did you get? Uh, almost an hour. Okay. Cause everything that you just had issues with is explained in the end at the, I got to make it all the way through it. Well, you've already watched an hour of it. There's only a half hour left. It's an I'm hour and a half. Movie. I'm sick and I don't fucking feel good. Okay. You're on the you're on the mend. You said uh, I can probably finish it tonight. So you're saying I should finish it? Yeah, I think so. But I mean, like, yeah, there's no speaking, which I thought was really cool, um, because it's like I don't want to compare it to Hush, but it's like Hush, where mm. where it's the actor's job to tell the story without speaking. But she does a fantastic job of acting in this movie. She does, she does a great job of because again, it's just her. There's no mm-hmm. dialogue. There's nobody heard about. And she, she does a great job. Her acting mm-hmm. is fantastic. It just didn't hold my interest. Mm-hmm. And yeah, whenever I suggested it to you, I forgot that you're not a big sci-fi person. But I mean, we see different types of aliens throughout the movie. I don't know if you've seen them yet or not, but there are different types than the stereotypical gray man alien i saw that i saw like the little one that runs around on his hands uh the little monkey one 
Uh-huh. I saw the big one, like a huge one that's out in the woods. Okay, so you did see that one. Uh-huh. Um, that might have been when I turned it off because she runs outside and there's like this big alien. He looks like a, he's like got a tilt-a-whirl thing going on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> Want, okay, so they, I they give to you the like it so badly. They do give you the backstory towards the end. Okay. Um, your prop uh, I want you to finish it, but I have a feeling you're not gonna like the ending. <laughs> so I know that it's like pointless for you to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're being honest with me and not lying to me, like, oh yeah, you should definitely finish it, knowing that I'm gonna send you a nasty text when it's over. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saving myself, really. Probably because you yeah. you're usually the whipping boy. I know. But myself, Erica, and Brooke, all three of us really enjoyed it. Um, and when I put the post up on our Instagram story with my four-star rating on Letterboxd, one of my buddies from here, like home, he messaged me and he was like, dude, I fucking hated that movie. And I was like, fuck, well, I don't know. So I think maybe it's going to be like a lot of division on that movie. But mm. I wonder if he finished it. He did. Yeah, he did. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, I will finish it and I'll report back. Okay. And you will know immediately based on the aggressiveness of my text message, if I liked it or not. Okay. (laughs) Looking forward to it. But the reason I had it pulled up is because this kind of was a spoiler, but Stephen King shares brilliant and daring horror film recommendation in time for Halloween. So he actually tweeted about this and he really enjoyed it. E, you have the King recommending it. Yeah, but he's hit or miss, dude, on what he likes and in what he writes because his last book was terrible. Which one? Holly? No, I haven't read that yet. The one before okay. that. Uh, fairy the Tales. Inst- oh, fairy- yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't a big fan of that one either. Where'd I put that? Wait- Did I throw it away? No, so- it's right there. Because we all, you, Brooke, and I had a, a bit of a discussion on it. Did and you? And like, yeah, I finished okay. it. But like, we both, you and I both agreed. I think Brooke did too. That like, the Mr. Bowers, Bowstitch, Bowstitch, Bowditch, Bowditch. Yeah, the Mr. Bowditch part of it was really good. Yes. And then once he gets into that other world, it like just kind of goes to shit. 100% agree. I've been wanting to talk with somebody about this book since I read it. Cause I think I started to talk with you about it and you were like, stop it. I haven't finished it yet. And yeah. Brooke didn't remember what happened. I don't think. Yeah. Cause I asked if he wanted to do an episode. He was like, I'd have to go read it again. <laughs> that guy's read like 40 books this year though. So, I mean, I find that when I read a lot of books in a year, I don't remember a lot of them. That's the problem. Whereas if I spread them out, I feel like I remember them better. So like we're doing like this whole book challenge thing again this year. You haven't really been keeping up with it. It's really only been myself, Brooke, Erica, and Felicia this year. But like we've read a lot. And I was saying to them like next year, I don't like, I don't want to set a reading goal for like books read. I really want to sit down and focus on like, the heavy hitters that I've just kind of put off because they're so big. Like I want to read it. I've never read it. Okay. Um, I want to read the stand. 
because it's fucking huge too. Uh, monster books right there. Yeah, they're fucking massive, man. So I have like the stand, I think I have the stand. I haven't read it, um, but I have read it. It is amazing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, next year my focus is going to be just actually sitting down and reading those. Like not just those two. I want to hopefully get a few more in, but I'm going yeah. back to um, the Dark Tower. I yeah. have of the fourth one. Like how I keep looking back here. I just want you to see the back of my head. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have the fourth one that I need to read. So I've read the first three, and then I took a break. I actually wasn't even planning on reading it all this year. I I think I told you guys I'm like, yeah, I'm taking a break from reading this year. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't work out very well. I think I've read like seven books this year, but um, some of them were like business books, but like mm. um. Yeah, I did read Fairy Tale and uh, the one you guys actually suggested, The House at the End of Needless Street. Yeah. I really like that one. Um, but yeah, I find that if I read a bunch, like we did a reading challenge, what was it the year before last? No, it was last year. It was last year. And yeah. I think Tawny destroyed us, didn't she? Oh fuck yeah. And she saved all hers to the very end and then just like obliterated us in the last month. Which is hilarious because that's something I would do. Um <laughs> And I think I was planning on doing that to you guys with the movie challenge we did the year before that. Yeah, yeah. And like somebody, I think we like, somebody called, we all like called each other out on doing that. Like, hey, mm-hmm. nobody be so, I'm like, okay, well, in that case. Um, <laughs> but then I got, got discouraged because she did it. So I was like, you know what? I'm just not even going to read anymore. I'm going to show her. <laughs> so I quit like a little bitch. I quit like a yeah. little bitch. But anyway... I think what I was worried about, to be completely honest, is that I got so worn out with movies after we did our movie challenge that, like, what year was that? That was the year before last. So 2021? Yeah. Was that the year that you and I had the discussion about me not liking to watch movies in the movie theater? Because I wonder if I was I think it might have that. It might have been that one, yeah. Dude, I was so sick of watching movies. Like, I can't express to you, like, how unpleasurable it was to watch movies Mm -hmm. toward the end of that challenge. I hear you. Because I knew that I wasn't going to beat you. But I wanted, like, I'd set, like, a personal goal to watch at least 365 movies. Mm-hmm. And, like, in that final stretch, I was banging out, like, two, three movies a day. And I was just like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. That's how hey. I felt, dude. And even, like, to do movies for the podcast, I was like, oh, I got to watch a freaking movie today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, this year, pulling on my letterbox now... Uh, profile stats. Well, I should have done that. I don't know why I didn't think of that when I was trying to find all the movies that I went to see this year. <laughs> so this year I've watched 190 movies. So oh, like Eddie? quite a bit. Well, it's, we're almost October. That's a lot of movies though. I guess really not compared to the, the one time we watched them, right? When we were banging out freaking 300 some. I'm averaging 4.9 movies a week. So I guess that is quite a bit. That's a lot. But I mean, I'm watching at least one 
every week for the podcast. So I don't know. So I watched 396 movies. Yeah. 2021 competition we did. Yeah, you went off. Um, This was before I knew how to properly log them. Oh, I think I deleted it. Because I had them all in a list. Yeah, I think I deleted the list. Shit. But I'm pretty sure I hit like 365 or like 366 or something like that. That year? Yeah. Dude, so look, this year, I've seen in theaters, Megan, which I I really liked Megan. I think Mm -hmm. Brooke didn't like it. You did. The Nun 2, Knock at the Cabin, yeah. Scream 5, Evil Dead Rise, The Boogeyman, Insidious 5, and Talk to Me. So seven horror movies in theater this year. Damn. That's seven. But, and I can't say really a bad, Knock the Cabin was probably the one I enjoyed the least, but it still wasn't a bad movie. I like that movie. So, so yeah, I've read 24 books this season or this year. I haven't read that many. You got me beat there, dude. But like from that, I was going to say your camera. Oh, there we go. It's fixed now. For me, like movie theater movies that I've watched, John Wick 4, Scream 6. Uh, We took the kids to see Super Mario Brothers. And honestly, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it that you've seen in theaters? Yeah. Yeah. So three movies. I've only watched. I've seen in theaters. I've seen a ton of movies in theaters. I don't know if I have a list of it is the problem. Mm. I've only watched 37 movies from this year, though. So Mm. I haven't really watched a whole lot from this year. Whereas like last year. 2022 movies i've watched 81 wow really yeah i don't know if if it's just like movies that came out this year haven't really been striking my interest or what but maybe that's why you have such a negative outlook on uh movies this year maybe i I mean there has been some good ones i still think that i'm looking forward to doing that episode for that eric and i were kicking around doing about Comparing and contrasting the 2022 versus 2023 movies, but there has been good movies this year. Like, yeah, Scream Six was good. I really enjoyed Infinity Pool. Talk to Me was really good. Did you like Evil Dead? I, yeah, I liked Evil Dead. It's, yeah, my 10th favorite movie from this year. Did you see Insidious Five? No, I haven't watched that yet. I liked it. Boogeyman. Did you watch Boogeyman? I haven't watched that one yet either. Good. You got some catching up to do, dude. I know. But like Sick was really good. Sick was so good. I really enjoyed Knock the Cabin. Brooklyn 45 was good. I know you haven't watched that one yet. Uh, Megan, I enjoyed it. Did you watch Blue Eye? It was on Netflix? No, that was with Christian Bale. eh? Yeah, I liked it a lot. I haven't watched that one either. It's that got, was like a three-hour uh, movie, though, wasn't it? 
Yeah, which for me to say it was good and it's that long, it says something. But mm. it's it's got really uh it's kind of like it's got sleepy hollow vibes, but not as Tim Burtony. You know, if it was okay. like, you know what I mean? It's like it's from that same vein, but I, I enjoyed it a lot. Be like if A twenty four directed Sleepy kinda, Hollow. Kinda, yeah. But it mixes in like Edgar Allan Poe stuff, which I thought was interesting. Mm. Um, but it I enjoyed it a lot. I think it has a really good storyline. But anyway, dude, back to fairy tale. Okay. Let me just say <laughs> Stephen King. How many, how long have we been going at this here? Let me see. Hour and a half almost. Has it been that long? An hour 20 minus 12. So out, yeah, really roughly. So Stephen King, everything you said about that, I agree with. I just don't understand why he rushed this book. I feel like if he had made this three books, the first mm. book is entirely the Mr. Bowditch storyline. Yeah. expand upon it because I feel like it, that got rushed mm-hmm. the second book he dips his toe into this new world and he explores it and we get actual backstories on all these characters that was also rushed we could have him going like back and forth between like his world and the fairy tale world in the second book yeah 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 and actually learning about these people because I feel mm-hmm. like everything was so rushed in this book that I didn't care about anybody no and it, Out, outside of the Bowditch part. Right, 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 right. And it's like, it would have made more sense to me if he had went there to do the dog thing, right? To cure the dog, which is, was the purpose of it. But then he actually forms and builds relationships with these people. Mm-hmm. And he learns about like what happened to these people and why they are the way they are and how terrible this, uh, I forget what the guy's name even uh fly swatter or something (laughs) flight killer flight killer flight killer yeah and like actually develops a hatred for this person and Mm -hmm. that is why he is willing to risk everything and help all these people yeah yeah because in this book he's he's risking his life for complete strangers and you have no reason to even understand why he's doing it other than yeah or why he's becoming one of them, right? Like, because at one point he turns into this hero. Prince. Yeah. But, and, and all the stuff, dude, that he ripped off from Game of Thrones, the prince that was promised. And I, I had a whole bunch of them while I was reading it that I was just like, he's blatantly ripping off George R. R. Martin. Mm-hmm. And like, not even trying to hide it. <laughs> but, I don't know. I think if it would have been three books and he would have dove into more of the backstory of this place, the lore of this place, and really mm-hmm. made us invested in this character, it would have been much better. I I, mm-hmm. I guess I just don't understand why it was done this way. Yeah, because it was like it was like a six hundred page book. So I mean it's a it's a big book, but I feel like the whole Bowditch thing could have been like I don't know, like three, four hundred pages. The second book could have been like another three, four, and the third book could have been like it could have been a six hundred page book in itself. Yeah, if he would have expanded and elaborated on a lot more of this stuff. I agree, and it makes me think, and it makes me want to say, which I know this isn't true because I know how good the Dark Tower series is. Like he is able to dive into specific characters' backstories and really build worlds, like what George R. R. Martin's done with Game of Thrones, or. Mm-hmm what they did with like Harry Potter or, you know, the Lord of the Rings. Like he's able, Stephen King is able 
to build these worlds and build these mm -hmm. characters that you like and then are are conflicted characters and like you like them but you don't know why you like them or maybe you don't like them but you should like them um and it almost just feels like he phoned this one in like hey i need to put a book out i've got this half-baked idea i'm gonna throw it you know what it reminds me of dude that dark tower movie where they tried yeah. to make everything from all the books and shove it into one movie yeah that's what this book feels like. It is a version of something that is compiled of a bunch of pieces and parts and just put together and thrown out to consumers. Mm -hmm. And that's what I don't get about, about it either, because he's able to pump out like two, three books a year, but like he does a lot of them really well. Mm -hmm. So I don't understand why he felt he needed to do that and it's not like like this was like his first dive into like true fantasy but like the dark tower series is a fantasy series it's not a horror series really right so it's not like he's a stranger to that and some of his short stories have been more fantasy driven too right he's very he, he has a lot of fantasy aspects to a lot of his stuff uh, mm -hmm. yeah it's darker and it gets it gets into the horror obviously but like i don't i just i was shocked at how bad it was mm. yeah i wasn't and like i wanted to like it i really did because i really enjoyed the first i don't know how long the bodish thing was like let's just say 250 pages probably maybe 300 i really enjoyed and like even whenever he first got to that second world i didn't hate it mm -hmm. Like I was intrigued. I was like, okay, like what's going to happen in here? Yeah. But yeah, he definitely rushed it. That's unfortunate. Cause I think it could have been a really good story, but we also have to consider he's what? 76 years old or something. 75. Yeah. But he's still pumping them out. I know. But like to take on a task like that, do you think, I also wonder if he at some, is he 79? No, he's not 79. How old is he? I don't know. He just had his birthday the other day. Uh, I thought it was on here. 76. Yeah. So I could also see him being like, hey, I don't want to start this huge story that I may never finish. I guess I could see that too. But at the same time, it's like, it's also not like him to put out half-baked work either, right? He would just no. make a story or just not release it at all. Yeah. So... I don't know. But no, I have not read the new Holly, but is that out? Uh, yeah, it's out now. Have you followed the Mr. Mercedes series? Do you read those books? No, but I, I'm intrigued. I want to. Mm. I just, because our uh, our bookstore up here, like our it's basically our Barnes & Noble um, for the whole month of September, because it was Stephen King's birthday month, they had 25% off all of his books. So I picked up the Institute, which just came out like pretty recently. Um, I picked up Misery because I've actually never read the book. Uh, what else did I get? Oh, Salem's Lot. These so that's all, another big one. Them all brand new. Yeah. Interesting. Why did I they pay? I only paid what? They should have done 76% off since he's 76. <laughs> that would have been a lot better. Cheap bastards. <laughs> But I got all four of the books for like 40 bucks, so I can't complain. That's not bad. I can't remember what the fourth one was, though. 
but yeah so i mean salem's lots on my list for next year too because it's another it's not huge but it's pretty big it's a good one that's i enjoyed that one the only ones that i've read that i really remember not enjoying were um the fairy tale obviously because i just um Cujo was rough to get through. It's not that long either. And I think the problem with that one is I tried to do book on tape and reading it. It's like when I was driving for work, I would listen to the book on tape and then I would try to read it in the, some of his narrators are so bad. Yeah. Like terrible because I remember um, the narrator for the shining was really good. Hmm. Um, But the one for Cujo was terrible. I'm trying to think. I don't really remember. And I've read almost all of his books. Not not almost all. I've read a ton of his books, but I can't remember any other ones that I really felt that badly about. Like the fairy tale bad. Cujo was hard to get through, but I don't know. It's weird. Hmm. Weird, weird, weird. I got one more thing here. You ready? Yep. And I cheated because I saw this the other day and I was like, I'm going to save it for in the news. And then I forgot all about it until just now. So I have it on my phone. Are you ready? Now, Eric and I have had very bad luck doing these, so just just hang in there, okay? Mm-hmm. 11 scary movies set on Halloween, but not part of the Halloween franchise. So we started with the Halloween news. We're going to wrap it all up at the end by coming back around to Halloween. Why not, right? Okay. So we do thumbs up, thumbs down. Erica likes to add in a middle thumb. She likes to go, because eh, she's too nice to give it a thumbs down, okay? Okay. All right. So, 11 scary movies set on Halloween, but not part of the Halloween horror franchise. All right, here we go. Number 11, Night of the Demons from 1988. Uh, I'll get it. Like, you want me to give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down? You like it? Hate it? Should it be on the list? What's up? I don't know if I've even seen that one. I've never seen it. I can't, I can't do it. I need to see the cover. Night of the Demons. Here's this guy. You want to see her? Oh, I have watched that. Um, I'm going to give it a thumbs down. Although I think I need to watch it because it is the perfect Halloween party in an abandoned Victorian funeral home that is haunted, strobe lights, heavy metal, alcohol, and premarital sex. Maybe I do need to rewatch it because that does sound like a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) All right. 31 by Rob Zombie. That's a thumbs up, baby. Yeah, I'll give it a thumbs up. Are you not a fan of 31? I'm not a big fan of it, but I like Doomhead a lot. Oh, it's such a it's such a fun movie to just throw on. And yeah, I was surprised because Erica had, had texted me and said, "Hey, mom and I need a movie, a Rob Zombie movie for how uh, for October." We're thinking of doing I forget which one they were going to do, but it was like a sequel, and they hadn't done the one before it yet. I think they were going to do Rejects, but they hadn't done Corpses yet. Yeah. So I was like, why don't you guys do 31? It's a Halloween movie. Yeah. So I didn't. Anyway, has that came out yet? I hope I'm not spoiling anything. I don't think it has. It's not October yet, so probably not. Okay. Their, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Their uh, reaction to it was drastically different than what I thought it was going to be. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Haunt from 2019. That's fucking five thumbs up. It's that good. I fucking love that movie. I just can't get into Eli Roth. Have you watched Haunt? I've never seen Haunt. <laughs> Come on, man. It's good. You will like Haunt. All right. I'll, dude, I'll tell you what. I'm going to give it a thumbs up because I've never heard anybody say anything bad about it. Okay. 
All right. So you're a thumbs up on that. Big time. Yeah. All right. Scream six. Thumbs up. Big thumbs up. I wish they would have talked about it being around Halloween more than they do though. Cause like you mm-hmm. just got the Halloween party at the beginning, you get the train later where they're all in costumes, but really they don't focus on it being Halloween. No, that's true. That's all right. House of a thousand corpses. Thumbs up. Dude, this has been the best one yet. Sleep. <laughs> thumbs up. Just watched it the other day. Thumbs up for me on that one. Yeah. You love that movie. I do really enjoy that movie. Yeah. So I have the Headless Horseman in the Tree of the Dead tattooed on my arm, okay? And Abby, I turned this movie on, Abby goes, what is this? I'm like, it's Sleepy Hollow. She was like, I don't think I've ever seen this. And I'm like, (laughs) bullshit, you've never seen it. (laughs) She's like, when have I ever seen it? I was like, you've seen it like a hundred times. She was like, when? I was like, with me. (laughs) We proceeded to watch it and she still tells me she had never seen it before, but I don't think Mm. that's true. Dude, that movie's today still is awesome. Mm-hmm. It is good. All right. The Exorcist, 1973. Thumbs down. You hate this movie. I don't hate it. I respect it for what it is, but I think it's overrated. I watched it for the first time this week because I was sick. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was so disappointed with it. Yeah. I couldn't believe the first 40 minutes of it, you're in Iraq. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I honestly had to pause it and go back and make sure I had started the right movie. Yeah. But if you if you read the book, it explains it more in the book. Is the book based on the movie or is the movie based on the book? Movie is based on the book, I think. Mm. Hmm. I just like the mom and the whole friends that are centered around the mom are unlikable. Yeah. And I just like, there were certain scenes that like the scenes that are done well are great, mm-hmm. but like, good. I was going to say it has some of the most iconic horror scenes in it. And like, I think that's why I respect it so much is because of like what it did for horror back then. Yeah. It was huge. And, but for people like now to say that it's like, I don't know the best horror movie ever, their favorite horror movie. It's just, I don't know. I'm like, do you, are you saying that? Cause you feel like you have to. I would not watch this movie and enjoy watching it. Like it wasn't, I'm glad I watched it. Cause the new one's coming out and I mm-hmm. am like the guy that's out there saying it's going to be a great movie. And Erica disagrees with me. That's fine. Cause she's wrong <laughs> again. You're allowed to have the wrong opinion. It's okay. It's funny. Uh, Cause she texted me the other day and asked me what my thoughts were on it. <laughs> So this is probably why. Uh, well, she and I have had multiple disagreements about it, but like, uh, I don't know. I can't help myself either because I watched it and the language in it is so mm. derogatory that I'm like, how can people get upset with Rob Zombie's language in his movies? Cause you know, people say that about his movies, right? It's like, Oh, mm-hmm. he just writes from this nasty. He just sees like how, what he can get away with putting into a movie. And I'm like, yeah, they have this eight-year-old little girl saying the same shit that he has like Otis saying. Yeah. And what this is heralded is the one of the greatest horror movies of all time. <laughs> yeah. You can't tell me they didn't put that in there for shock value in 1973. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like her stabbing herself with the cross. Yeah. Like yelling, fuck me. Yeah. 
Jesus Fox Bay, blah blah blah. It's like, what are you doing, dude? Like, yeah, it was probably shocking back then, right? But oh, absolutely. Like, I don't know. Again, I've got I can't help but not defend Rob Zombie when I can, right? <laughs> um but yeah, I was honestly disappointed with it. I thought mm-hmm. it was gonna be better than it was, and I thought it was way too long. But again, the parts that hit really hit. Mm-hmm. It's just there were yeah. so many drug out parts. And like, again, the mom is just, in my opinion, so unlikable. Like, I don't yeah. like the mom at all. Mm-hmm. And you feel bad for this priest guy that that actually ends up being kind of like the savior of everybody, right? Yeah. But all right. Actually, I'm going to give it a thumbs down. Trick or Treat 2007. Thumbs, thumbs up. up. Scary stories to tell in the dark. I'm going to give that a thumbs up. Well, you act like you maybe you weren't going to. It wasn't as good as I wanted it to be, but it was still good. Now, are you comparing it to the book? Well, yeah, because I grew up reading the books. So, like, I I had a certain level of expectation with it. And, like, I think it was a well-made movie, and it was good. It just wasn't the level that I wanted it to be at. See, I had no previous experience with the book. So I kind of went into a blank canvas and I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. It really reminded me of like, kind of like trick or treat a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Is what it reminded me of, but yeah, I'll give it a thumbs up. Uh, All Hallows Eve, 2013 gave us art, the clown. Yeah. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Lady in white, 1988. Never seen it. It says this is the tamest entry on the list and safest next to scary stories. Tell in the dark. Hmm. Never seen it. It's set in 1962. Huh. That was it. That was all of them. I think we we gave the majority of those thumbs up. That's rare. Yeah. That was a good list, though. Oh, uh, every once in a while we find a gem. Generally, they're turd lists, dude. <laughs> Generally, they are turds. But that's all I got. All right. You survived, dude. You survived in the news. Very happy. I have one question for you before we sign off. Go ahead. Are you excited for Saw 10? Uh, I'm extremely excited for Saw 10. Yeah. I'm surprised that Saw 10 didn't come up, but I didn't really browse much because we just kind of were kicking around mm-hmm. a bunch it's, of stuff. Um, go ahead. From the early reviews that I've seen, it's getting praised. I think it's going to do really well. I think mm-hmm. it's going to... Uh, now, I what again, I should preface it by saying I liked Jigsaw... And I mm-hmm. like Spiral. So I like Spiral too, yeah. I was really anxious to see where they took that with Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen more of those um, movies, especially I think the we'll, last one ended. I think we'll get more. I hope so. I really do. Um, I think Chris Rock was great in that movie. It, yeah, I was skeptical whenever they cast him because I was like, do I really want to listen to Chris Rock's voice in a horror movie for an hour and a half? Right. But... Yeah, I think he did a good enough job. I'm wondering where they plan on taking that and where they plan on going with this. But I think, because again, I think they did the right thing in bringing it back to Jigsaw and bringing Tobin Bell back. Yeah. Um, so in the only way that they could. Yeah, I mean, how else can you do it, right? They they did it really uniquely with uh, Jigsaw. I thought that was pretty clever how they brought him back in Jigsaw. Uh-huh. If you, I don't Have you seen that? I hope I didn't yeah. ruin it for you. Okay. Yeah, no, I've seen it. I like that movie, but again, I'm a sucker for. I also have nostalgic ties to it, right? Because so, how many years in a row did we get a new Saw movie at Halloween every year? Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I'm excited. I think it's going to be really good. I That's another one that I've kind of set the bar on. So hopefully mm-hmm. I didn't shoot myself in the foot again like I'm probably going to do with uh, The Exorcist. But yeah, I'm excited. We- Are you excited for it? I'm excited for it too. The my only question is like because Amanda is coming back for it. So I don't quite understand how she is going to be involved in it and how like how can they write her into this prequel? Cuz this happens before Saw. I don't Does think it, it happens before Saw. It happens sometime in between because Saul, I think this is he's trying to get treatment. Yeah. And when do we find out that he had cancer? Uh, maybe, maybe it's between two and three. Is it three that we find out? Well, Amanda's in Saul, but the first one. Yeah, as a but, small character. But they bring her back because she's the only one that's ever survived one of his traps. So they never mm-hmm. will tell you when that happened. Because it that's happened true. before Saul. Yeah. So I think this portion of it, maybe this is, I don't remember, because I'd have to go back and watch all of them again, which I actually did a Saul rewatch during our movie re- challenge mm-hmm. thing, which is what killed me. Um but no, I think she can be in this because I don't think this is like the first set of traps and stuff. Yeah. Because I'm thinking he was already famous. No, I shouldn't say famous, but like John Kramer was already known to people because in the trailer, they say of all the people you tried to scam, you picked John mm, Kramer. That's true. Yeah, they do say that. So I'm assuming he's already like well known. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. And I'm assuming it happens in another country because doesn't he go down to South America or something to get treatment? Yeah, it was something like that. So, yeah. I don't know. Hmm. I'm does, excited for it too, though. Does Amanda die in the series? Yeah, she died. I think she does. I can't remember. I bet I think she I think you're right. I think she does die. That's just so many of those freaking movies and all the storylines interweave. Yeah. I think doesn't she Yeah, she does die. It is discovered that the events of Saw Three and Saw Four occurred at the same time, revealing that Amanda was alive during the events of the fourth film. Her blood-covered corpse is found by Agent Peter Strom in the makeshift operating room just moments after her death. That's right. The the, the husband shoots her. Yeah. Because if he doesn't shoot her, doesn't he save his wife? Yeah. And he ends. He shoots her, and he shouldn't have. Yeah. Um, Saw X takes place about three weeks after the first Saw movie. Okay. So it's in between Saw and Saw Two. Okay, so yeah, then she could be in it then. Mm-hmm. Well, she is obviously in it, but yeah, interesting. Hmm. That was a long ass winded answer, though, by me. <laughs> yes, I am excited for Saw Ten, nice. uh, and I would be equally as excited if we get a spiral too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 
Anyway, I know you're no stranger to the show and people have probably heard you on here 500 times, but would you like to tell the folks that maybe haven't listened to you before or have never heard your sweet, soothing Canadian voice uh, where they can find other stuff with you in it? All right. So my co-host Brooke and I, we host a podcast on Elm Street and we just started a little side podcast called Podcast on Fury Road, which um, is based all around action movies. Um, now we release episodes every two weeks on each platform. So we alternate weeks throughout the month, but yeah, I mean, we're on any major podcasting platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, all those ones. Um, yeah, we're on Instagram. Reach out to us on there. Chat. We're nice. Do what Josh did. (laughs) What? Four years ago. Chat GPT. I did. Isn't that crazy? I remember I was in the gym when I listened to my first episode of you guys. I was working out. Uh-huh. And I think I think I was in the gym and you had sent me a message and you had shared your like RSS feed or something like that. So I was like, ah, fuck it, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. And then you were and like, here we are. God, these idiots. <laughs> That was a while ago, dude. That was crazy. Our episodes used to be like three hours long. Yeah, they were. It was too long. But hey, that was back. You were going like scene by scene back then, though. It was a lot, dude. It was a lot. And we had trivia, and it was just, it's definitely, uh, we've honed in on what we're good at. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Dirty jokes, rotten humor, and uh, yeah, making fun of Seth. That's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it works. All right. Well, hey, I got some patron shout outs real quick. Thank you to all the patrons who give us your hard earned money to listen to us talk about horror movies like Saw 10 uh, and make all of our dirty jokes. Thank you. We appreciate it. We appreciate the support. Thank you to Aaron P, Colette S, Zach F, Rosalind, Brian Hathaway from the Don't Go Out There podcast, Kimberly D, Felicia Connor from Two Chicks and Horror Flick, Caitlin Ashley V, Mark, that's you, and Book. From a podcast on Elm Street and a podcast on Fury Road. This is the part where I say nice things about you and my lovely mother, Nana Stevie Nix. Mark, thank you for filling in since my co-host decided to bail on me. Yeah, it's okay. I had to bail on her a few weeks ago, so we just had to double up episodes. So she's a trooper. <laughs> um, I hope she's having fun doing whatever she's doing. She's bailing on you in November, too. That's right. You'll be back. You and yep. I think you and Brooke both might be back for that. I haven't decided what we're going to do, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll figure it out. In that case, my friend, thank you again. Thanks for having me. We're out of here. Bye. See you later. You're not going to do that? Isn't that your trademark?